Girlfriends, episode number 209, Five Creative Ways to Spread Love on Valentine's Day. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we are talking about some creative ways to spread love. Have some fun this Valentine's Day. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? Welcome to the newest episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I am thrilled that you are here joining me today. Always love to connect here on the podcast. By the time this publishes, it's going to be almost Valentine's Day, just a few short days away. How do you feel about Valentine's Day? Are you one of those practical people who rolls your eyes at the idea of going out to dinner with all the crowds and the overpriced dinners on Valentine's Day? Or are you somebody who puts a lot of eggs in these in this basket. I know both kinds of people. I think I've been both kinds of people. And um, I always find it's interesting how women respond to days like Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, our anniversary or our birthday. For sure, we all have different temperaments and we approach these things differently. Some of us are really focused on that love language of gift giving, for example. And so if you're familiar with the five love languages, one of them is giving gifts. And that's how we receive love. And that's how we understand love. And that's how we prefer to express love. And I'm sure you know people like this, like people you know who are awesome gift givers, who are always giving a gift for whatever occasion, always have just the right thing. And it means a lot to them to choose the right gift for people. So I think for people like that, days like Valentine's Day can be really loaded because if you are a great gift giver, then you are hoping to experience receiving love in that same way and maybe not always getting exactly what you have planned in your mind. So I think sometimes days like Valentine's Day can set people up for disappointment or disillusionment or feeling like you're taken for granted. Like, look at all these things I do for people in this one day. I need others to express love for me, and it's not happening. I know every year, uh, like the day after Mother's Day, I hear from moms, and it's sad, uh, but it's a, it's a real challenge for people. It's a real struggle for people. I hear from moms who say, you know what, yesterday didn't go at all how I wanted it to, and I'm really disappointed, and I feel almost guilty admitting that. And you know what, so I think it's important to examine and reflect on our feelings about these particular days, and and to think about what our expectations are for these days. Like if you have grand expectations and your husband has fallen short of them in the past, perhaps not even his own fault because he's focused on other things, then maybe make a plan this year for how you can avoid those kinds of disappointments, whether it means taking the reins yourself and planning your own kind of Valentine's Day outing or whatever might be important to you. Um, or if it means communicating and letting him know, hey, I'm I'm glad to do these things, but it really, really would be meaningful to me if you would make a dinner reservation or whatever it is that you're hoping will happen. Really would be important to me if you would you know, remember to give me a card or something. And yeah, like so many things in marriage, sometimes it feels like, should I have to, right? Should I have to 
walk him through this process? Well, I mean, why even have that conversation should you have to? Do you have to if you want it to happen? Well, then you you do, right? You do have to. Um, and it doesn't mean you're obligated to, but it does mean if you want it to happen, yeah, you got to. And, and stop worrying about whether or not you should have to. I mean, there's so many things that we fail to do for our husbands that maybe he shouldn't have to ask for us to do, right? I mean, it works both ways in human relationships. And sometimes we lose sight of that. We become so focused on ourselves and our own feelings and our own disappointments and our own expectations that we can forget that this goes both ways. And sometimes we are disappointing in the ways in which we love our husband. So keeping that in mind, I want to encourage you that if Valentine's Day is important to you, if you have a lot of eggs in this basket, do your husband a favor and let him know that. Do your husband a favor and give him a roadmap, help him out a little bit. You know, I mean, yes, it feels like the opposite of romance, but Valentine's Day is not, you know, your opportunity to turn him into somebody that he's not, right? If the other days of the year, he's not generally focused on those kinds of things. If he doesn't love you in that particular way, well, then it's probably not going to happen magically on February 14th. So keeping that in mind, also keeping in mind the practicalities of every day, I, I found that for me personally, Things like Valentine's Day and Mother's Day and anniversaries and um, in times in my life where I am generally feeling like my marriage is in a good place, I know Dan loves me and appreciates me. And, you know, he's he's pretty good about communicating that, not necessarily in these grand romantic gestures, but in everyday ways. If I'm generally feeling okay, I don't need those days. I don't place a lot of value on those days for me personally. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong if you do right? That's not what this little pep talk's about. This little pep talk is about be forward thinking and proactive and fair and open in your communication if the day is important to you. But just personally, what I've observed is times in my life where I'm feeling pretty okay about things, I don't, I don't place a lot of value on those days. And I'm okay if it's not a big deal. Times in my life where I've been struggling where I've been feeling perhaps taken for granted or lost in the mix or exhausted and depleted and nobody sees me, those are the years where I will place a lot of value, probably unfairly on those days. Like, okay, all these other days I'm feeling like this, but on this one day, I'm going to feel good. I'm going to feel appreciated. I'm going to feel loved, right? But if that's you, I want to encourage you to take stock of your life in a more general sense, taking into account all those other days, because those days matter too. You know, you you deserve to feel loved and appreciated every day. And you shouldn't have to be banking on this one day out of 365 to feel loved and appreciated, noticed and cherished inside of your relationship. So I just want to encourage you to take stock of that. Give some thought, a little bit of reflection to how you approach Valentine's Day. And I know there are those practical ones of you out there. And oftentimes that is me. I don't care. I don't, it's, no, I do not want to dress up and go out and spend over a hundred dollars on dinner. Never mind paying for a babysitter over the years, you know, tons of money to go to a restaurant that's going to be crowded or check into a hotel that's going to be overbooked. And I don't want overpriced roses, you know, all of these things that we can be very practical about. I think I might've shared this story on the podcast before when we talked about Valentine's Day, but it's worth sharing again. The most practical Valentine's Day that I remember was years ago when we were struggling with a septic system that was inadequate. It was failing 
and we had been struggling for months and it needed to be pumped out really like multiple times a month in order for us to even survive in our house, continue taking showers and flushing toilets. And um, so we had to, we were calling the septic guy on a regular basis while we were waiting, getting that new one put in. And on Valentine's day of that year, we got a terrible ice storm and the toilets stopped working. So it was, we needed the guy to come. And in the midst of that ice storm, the ice built up so much on our driveway that we thought there's no possible way that the giant septic truck can make it down our driveway. Now we live down a fairly long gravel driveway and down a country road here in New Hampshire and um, pretty, pretty rural. And so we were thinking there's no way that the septic guy can come. We can't use the bathrooms. This is a disaster. This was February 14th and the ice storm was raging. And uh, Dan got a guy from his work to come with a plow truck and just very dramatically (laughs) and violently work at chipping away the built up ice on our driveway. It was horrible and um, cleared it just enough so that by the end of that afternoon, after a lot of work clearing it, uh, the septic truck could back down our driveway and clear out the septic tank and get us, you know, another week <laughs> where we could use it. And I remember as that septic truck was leaving, I remember I turned to Dan and I was like, oh, it's going to be good to be able to flush the toilets. And he's like, happy Valentine's Day, honey. <laughs> it was like the opposite of romantic, right? We just wanted to be able to flush our toilets, but it truly felt great to me. <laughs> and I was more than satisfied that Valentine's Day with the way that we observed. So that might be you this year. You might be in the thick of it. It might not be septic, but you might feel very much in the middle of a mess and you're okay with it. Um, but I just want to encourage you because I think we women, we tend to put a lot of emotion. We put a lot of emotional energy into things like this, into observances like this. And so this topic, I'm going to be talking about celebrating Valentine's Day in ways you might not have considered celebrating Valentine's Day that are less, you know, couples romantic kind of ideas for Valentine's Day, because Valentine's Day should be about love, right? Have you read the book about uh, St. Valentine? Well, there are multiple, but there's one really nice one. Actually, I'm going to put a little note to myself, put the link to the book in the show notes that are going to be at ascensionpress.com. So there's a beautiful children's book. Um, it It has beautiful artwork, and it tells sort of the story of St. Valentine's life. And you would really appreciate it. I think if you still have young children, anybody would appreciate it. But especially if you have young children that you want to teach the history of St. Valentine, it's a great, great way to do that. So other ways, creative ways that you can spread love on Valentine's Day. So the first one, I'm going to share five of these. Uh, The first one that I want to suggest is to pray for someone anonymously. Now, I see this go around on Instagram and Facebook. Every once in a while, someone will post a little you know, uh, a meme that says, choose somebody right now, somebody random, somebody who comes to mind and pray for that person for the next 30 days and don't tell them you're praying for them. I I think that's a great idea. Um, But this can be a little more simplified, maybe just on Valentine's Day. Choose somebody that you're going to pray for, somebody close to you, but that's too easy. Maybe pick somebody random, somebody that you have minimal interaction with or somebody that you see every day, maybe, um, you know, a crossing guard in the street or a clerk at a store or your child's teacher. And it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody that you know needs prayer because we all need prayer. And here's the extra part. If you want to do this, it's, you know, 
it, it counts if you just want to pray for somebody on Valentine's Day um, and do that anonymously. It's somebody that you otherwise wouldn't pray for. That's that's the key. Um, and do it anonymously. But if you want to bonus points, let them know. Not that who you are, but maybe send them a note in some kind of way. Leave them a note somewhere that says, I prayed for you today. And um, give them that little boost. Give them that little bit of love. Let them know that they're connected with other people in that way. Easy. Doesn't cost you anything but a little bit of time. But think about somebody that you might pray for in that way. So that's one way you can spread love on Valentine's Day. And you might make it, you know, write the little note about praying for them on a Valentine. And that's a nice way to kind of connect anonymously. That's the fun part. That's the secret part. Okay. Number two, thank a priest in your life. Spread the love by thanking a priest in your life. You know, with the scandals in the church, nobody is more rocked than our good priests, and they need our prayer, of course, first and foremost. You know, I was really shaken recently by recent news of um, a priest that had committed suicide. And, you know, what really struck me about that news story was there was friends who were who were talking about it and some people who knew him were posting online and saying we we had no idea that he was struggling in this way and you don't know what's going on and our priests carry such a burden our good priests carry such a burden and god has such a beautiful plan for their lives and the the force for good they can be in our church in our communities for our families the selfless ways they serve us Priests need our prayer. So begin there. But send a note thanking a priest, maybe for something specific, even something small. You know, did a priest baptize your child? Did a priest hear your confession? Did a priest offer Mass on a Thursday afternoon when you needed it? You know, um, send a little note saying that you appreciate it, that you thank them. Happy Valentine's Day. You know, that you, you're going to be praying for them. Give them that little boost. I think that's a really important thing that we lay people can do. If you want to go all out, you can connect more. You can offer a gift to your priest. You can offer to help with something. You can invite him over for dinner. You can, you know, if you know something he likes, bring him a small gift. Um, all of these things are great ways to recognize the good work that priests do in our lives. But you don't have to make it overly complicated. Sometimes when we have these ideas, whether it's, you know, praying for someone anonymously or or thanking a priest, we think, okay, so I have to do all of these perfect things. I have to find the perfect gift and I have to drop it off in this way and have to wrap it. And, you know, all of those things are great. And if you're inclined to do that, go for it. But don't let that get in the way of you just doing it. Just do it. These are simple ideas that I'm sharing here, things you can actually do, ways that you can actually spread love on Valentine's Day. Be a force for the good in your community, in your parish, in your church. Thank your priest. And, you know, even someone going way back, I, I'm super grateful for all of my life, and he has since died, to the priest who ministered to my um, my husband Dan's mom when she was dying and heard her last confession and brought her back to the church in those last moments before she died. Beautiful gift that he gave to us. And it was because he was readily available, ready to come and visit with her in those last few days when we were expecting her to die. And I'm grateful to him for the rest of my life. And I pray for him and I will continue to pray for him. So think of a priest like that, someone from your past, somebody who served you in that way. All right. Number three, visit someone who's single, whether it's a young single person or a widow or a widower, or if you don't have the opportunity to visit with them, then you can send a Valentine. 
send them a little note, letting them know that they are loved, that they are cared for, that they are noticed, that they are seen. You know, last year in my workplace, um, Melissa Fitzpatrick, who has come on the Catholic Momcast, my other podcast with Catholic Mom, um, if you want to listen to that, that she was a guest on the Catholic Momcast about a year ago. And um, she was a coworker of mine at the time. She since has gone on to a mission trip and she's in Honduras right now on a mission trip. But what she did that really struck me was she sent little Valentines all over the workplace to everybody in the workplace, just a quick little note with something personal written on it. She was very sweet in that way. Um, you don't have to overwhelm yourself by trying to do it with everybody in your workplace or everybody at your school or whatever, but you know, maybe think of one single person who maybe Valentine's Day isn't the greatest for them, but don't make it a pity Valentine. Okay. Don't make it like <laughs> I thought of you because it's Valentine's Day and I know you're single and lonely you know, no, make it like, I appreciate you. And I see you, you know, and I want to, you to know that you are loved on Valentine's Day, that you are appreciated. Um, so think of a single person in your life who you could do that for. For me, um, I am planning to, I'm hoping to be able to bring a little treat over as well, but bring a Valentine's Day um, note over to our neighbor who's next door and she lives alone and she's been widowed for a few years now. So easy opportunity. We all have people in our lives that we can connect with like that. Um, think of somebody who might not have celebrated Valentine's Day in many years who would be cheered by getting a little note from you. All right, this next one, it costs money. So this may not apply to you if if money is an issue for you or you might want to adjust it. So this is an idea that I saw at Christmas time and I think it's even a greater idea to do on Valentine's Day. And I haven't done it. So, but I love the idea and I would love the opportunity to do it. So what you do is you get together with however many friends you want, make a plan to go to lunch or whatever at a diner, at, you know, some restaurant, not not expensive restaurant, and each of you brings a $100 bill. And you order what you want for lunch. And then when you go to pay, everybody just gives their $100 bill and it makes a giant tip for that weight person. What a great idea, right? <laughs> and, you know, this is adjustable because the way I saw it described at Christmas time was to do it with a $100 bill. That's a very easy way. And it makes, a, you know, if you have, say, like six or seven people getting together for lunch, or even if it's just two people, that's a significant tip, right? That that adds up to for that person. A great way to kind of give a beautiful gift and kind of spread love in your community and just be a force for the good in that way. Um, something very positive that you can do and be open to where the Holy Spirit would like for you to do that. And God can use you in that way. Get money to somebody who might need it in that way. So I love the idea. If if you live near me, give me a call. Let's do this. <laughs> It sounds like such a fun idea to kind of secretly do that, you know, not like give them this, this cash um, tip in some grand way where you're going to stick around and get all the thanks, but just leave it and go. I think that's a beautiful idea. And for Valentine's Day, you could have a little Valentine with it. That's like, you know, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Hope you can use this. You know, I think it's a great idea. So that, of course, is adjustable because it doesn't have to be $100 everybody's bringing, right? It, it could just be, you know, getting together with friends and going to lunch, which aside, that's the other fun part of this, right? Like <laughs> you get to hang out with your friends and you get a nice lunch together. But it doesn't have to be that you're going to spend that much. Um, and it doesn't have to be multiple friends. So it's very adjustable. And I like that idea. But I like the concept of it, just this generosity, this and that it's very a simple way to do that. Okay, 
Last one, send some I love you because notes. So do this for your family. Yes, of course. Valentine's Day is the greatest opportunity to get mushy. We have an excuse to be mushy in our relationships. We have an excuse to talk about our feelings. And if that makes you a little bit cringy, if that makes you a little bit uncomfortable, well, maybe this is an area you need to explore in your life. If you're not the kind of person that regularly tells other people you love them and why you love them, well, maybe this is a great opportunity for you to step outside your comfort zone a little bit and do that. For sure, you can start with your family and that's a great way to start, you know, those words of affirmation. And it doesn't have to be these grand letters that you're going to write people. I know people who do this. I know moms who do this and they are amazing, um, but I'm not going to be doing that. Who write letters to their their children, to their spouse, to their extended family. That's a beautiful gift. If you're inclined to do that, uh, go for it. That's a great idea. But even just a small note, even if it's just one sentence, I love you because just written on a little note and something, something small, something quirky. It doesn't have to be all the reasons why you love this person, but just something you notice about them, something you appreciate about them, something um, that you think is great about them, something you love about them. Uh, So Valentine's Day is a great opportunity to do this. I saw on Instagram, this one mom had these mailboxes set up in her living room. Like, (laughs) This is amazing that people do this. And I love that people do this. Um, but so I'm mentioning it in case in case you are so inclined, where each member of the family would write these little notes of appreciation to each other. And then they would open them up on Valentine's Day. So I guess she does this for multiple days before Valentine's Day. And then on Valentine's Day, they open them up and read them. Great, great idea. And it actually reminds me of one Lent where I had this idea. I don't know where I read it, where I got it. And you could apply this to Valentine's Day in some way where we made these paper mache eggs. They were supposed to be eggs. They turned out to be kind of lumpy, weirdly shaped objects, but it was fun making them paper mache. Come on. And we painted them and each person had their own and you kind of cut out a hole in the top of it. And then all through Lent, we were leaving little notes in each other's eggs, like little notes, like something small. Like I I noticed you emptied the dishwasher today. Thank you for being generous and helpful. You know, something like that. Or um, thank you for, you know, coming with me to my baseball game or whatever. And little, little tiny everyday thank yous inside of family life. And I encouraged the kids to do it. And I did it. I made sure everybody's eggs were getting (laughs) filled with little notes. And then at the end of that Lent, we opened up our eggs and we read them during the Easter season. And that was a really beautiful thing. It was really nice. Some of them were funny. Some of them were cute. Some of them were reminders of, you know, things we would have otherwise forgotten. And that was a ton of fun. So I'm mentioning that now in case you want to apply it to your Valentine's Day. I love you because letters or in case you want to start thinking about it for Lent, because it's a really great idea. You don't have to do the paper mache part. If paper mache makes you break out in hives because it's such a mess, and it is a mess, it's a glorious mess, you don't have to do that. You could even just get everybody like one little container, a little box of some kind. or um, It's kind of fun to make your own box. or um, Even if you got little boxes and have everybody decorate them, you could do that for Valentine's Day. Uh, but you could also do that for Lent and Easter in a way that would be kind of cute and fun and maybe not as messy as paper mache. Anyway, I'll never forget our paper mache eggs, our lumpy paper mache eggs that Easter. Anyway, um, so that's my fifth idea. Write some I love you because notes and don't limit it to just your family. 
Maybe you have friends that you appreciate. Maybe you want to write a note to your mom. Maybe you want to write a note to your sister or your your good girlfriend or your brother-in-law or whatever it is. Just find a way to reach out to people and verbalize your appreciation for them. It doesn't cost anything and it really means the world. You know, if you think about it, think about times in your life where someone has gone out of their way to verbally affirm you in some way, whether they've given you a a sincere compliment or they noticed some kind of sacrifice you made and were grateful for it. Think about how you felt, how much you felt lifted up in that moment, how encouraging that was for you. You have the power to do that for the people in your own family, for your husband, for your kids, for the people that you work with. Look for opportunities to do that. Okay. So those are my five creative ways that you can spread love on Valentine's Day. First, pray for someone anonymously. Second, thank a priest. Three, visit a single person, a widow, a widower, some young single person in your life. And if you can't visit them, at least give them a note, something that lets them know you appreciate them. Number four, my $100 diner idea. It's not my idea, (laughs) but it's the one that I'm sharing. Um, Number five, send I love you because notes to people in your life. Now, I'm sure there are things you would like to add to this list. I'm sure you have some stories to share with me about how your Valentine's Day has gone in the past and how it is going to go this year. I would love to hear from you. You can always email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. You can connect with me on social media. I'm Danielle Bean on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I would love to connect with you in those places. Let me know. How is Valentine's Day important or not important for you? How do you celebrate as a couple, as a family? Last year, when we took on this topic in a different way, I heard from a number of you who told me how you celebrated in your families, and that was really cute and fun. So I would love to hear how you are planning to celebrate this year and how your celebrations do go. Or if you skip it all together, I love to hear from people who are very practical in their approach to these mushy kinds of holidays. Let me know how it's being celebrated in your home and in your family. I would love to hear from you. Coming up, we've got some winners, yay, to announce from our recent giveaway. But first, a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you are listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. My name is Father Mark Toops, author of The Way of the Cross, praying the Psalms with Jesus. Jesus, as an observant Jewish man, would have gone through his days with the Psalms constantly on his lips. And in these new reflections on this ancient tradition, I want to invite you to come even closer to our Lord, to meditate on his heart and to pray as he would have prayed in the moments of his passion. It will fundamentally change the way you experience the stations of the cross. Don't just pray about Jesus, pray with him on the journey to Calvary. To order the way of the cross, praying the Psalms with Jesus, visit ascensionpress.com. Okay, I promised you winners and we do have winners. So this giveaway, for those of you who are not familiar with it, comes from, we announced a giveaway when we first announced the fact that you can subscribe to the show notes for every episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. Did you know you can do that? You can text the word girlfriends to 33777 to get yourself signed up. And then the show notes for every episode will get sent right to your inbox. You know, I'm always telling you, 
on the show about different resources, books, links, and things. And I'm always saying the link will be in the show notes, or we'll talk to some great, you know, guest here on Girlfriends. And she has a website, she has a special offer for girlfriends listeners or that kind of thing. And I'll say the links for all of that will be in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. And maybe during that time you are driving your car or you are riding your your bike or you are <laughs> folding laundry or doing dishes or going for a run or whatever. And you're like, I can't go to ascensionpress.com and look up the show notes right now. And I'm never going to remember to do that, right? So if that is you, this is an easy solution for that. Text girlfriends to 33777. And then after that, every time you listen to girlfriends, you will know all of those links are getting sent straight to you and you will have access to all that goodness in your inbox. So easy way to do that. So when we first announced that we were going to be offering subscriptions in that way. We offered a giveaway for people who would be signing up. And we have three prizes that we're going to give away to different people. So uh, the first one is a copy of the Great Adventure Bible, which is an amazing, beautiful book, beautiful Bible, beautifully tabbed and organized. It goes with the Great Adventure Bible series through Ascension. And it's a great resource. You can check it out even if you are not this winter winner. But the winner of the Great Adventure Bible is Diane Lebson. So look for a note in your inbox, Diane, from Ascension telling you how you can get that Great Adventure Bible. You can share your shipping address with them. Okay, the second prize is a copy of my book, You Are Enough, What Women of the Bible Teach You About Your Mission and Worth. We've talked about that here on the podcast. It's a book where I look at stories of women in the Old Testament and the ways in which they apply to our lives as modern women today. So a copy of that book is going to be sent to Lori Beckman. Congratulations, Lori. Look for a note in your inbox on how you can get that. And then finally, a copy of the Pocket Guide to the Rosary. This is by Matt Frad. It really is a pocket guide. It's a small, cute little book, but it is packed with helpful guides to praying the rosary. If you are one of those people who's not confident about praying the rosary, who thinks, oh, I get distracted and whatever, this book is for you. It really is a helpful resource in that way. And you are going to enjoy it. Winner, Amanda Arsenault. So Pocket Guide to the Rosary is going out to Amanda. You are enough going out to Lori and the Great Adventure Bible to Diane. Congratulations to our winners. And you know what? Everyone who subscribes is a winner because you get those links sent right to your inbox and you never miss an episode of Girlfriends that way. You always know when there's a new episode available and you have all the resources right there in your inbox. So everyone's a winner, okay? Okay, next I want to share some feedback. This is the time in the show where I usually like to share some feedback from listeners. And first I got an update from Sarah. So Sarah writes, Firstly, I emailed in the fall of last year about my godson and nephew, Matthew. I was worried about being a first-time aunt and godmother and still want him to grow up in the light of Christ. I do my best to pray a rosary daily for him and his mother, and I wanted to share how much of a joy he is in my life. He's six months old now, and time is flying. I get to see him at least twice a month. Every time I visit, he instantly knows who I am and giggles and smiles his precious smile. It fills me with joy taking him to Mass and letting him take in the sights and sounds, albeit before he falls asleep from a full tummy. I just know that he knows he is loved not only by his family and godparents, but by a God who is love itself. 
So that's the first part of Sarah's email, which is that update. I love that update. She also included a photo, which was beautiful. Thank you, Sarah, for sharing that. Now, the second part Sarah shares is, I am entering into a time of my 20-something life where I am finally healing from past wounds and am able to really thrive in my faith and in everything else. I am walking, jogging a 10K at the end of March, prayers welcome, and I'm even going to physical therapy and counseling for the first time in three years. Most of all, however, I'm finally listening to Jesus's constant pleadings for me to just start writing. Not so coincidentally, I have heard yours and a few other randomly picked podcasts go into detail about writing and to start no matter where you are or how busy you are. I heard God's voice in this message and through your podcast. So thank you for inspiring this young 20-something to actually do things I once thought were impossible. Prayers always, Sarah. Thank you so much, Sarah. I really appreciate your sharing that you've been inspired to take on a new project in this way. Um, I think the podcast that Sarah is referencing, if anyone is interested, is the recent one where I interviewed author Jacqueline Brown about her fiction series. Um, and she talked about the importance of Catholic fiction, but also of her decision to drop a thriving, successful career for becoming a writer and working for herself. It really is an inspiring story. So thank you, Jacqueline, for coming on Girlfriends and sharing that story. And thank you, Sarah, for sharing the fact that it inspired you. I will be praying for you as you take on this new project. I will pray that it will be fruitful in your life and that whatever God's plan is for you in your writing will come to fruition through your faithfulness in attending to that work. Thank you so much for sharing your life and for reaching out with your words of encouragement, Sarah. Okay, next up, I heard from listener Sammy. Sammy says, I just recently finished listening to your audiobook, You Are Enough. I want to thank you for writing this book and sharing it with the world. As a full-time working mom of two small boys, I often feel like I fall short. Trying to balance motherhood and my career while also taking care of our home is overwhelming on most days, to say the least. You Are Enough was so inspiring, and it came to me at a time when I needed it most. But God is funny like that, isn't he? He knows exactly what we need when we need it. He knows our true desires, our wants, and our needs. I know that I'm doing the best I can, and that is enough. Thank you for helping me to see that and to feel that. Thank you again for your ministry and for helping to motivate and inspire me to continue to deepen my relationship with the Lord. I am truly grateful. Have a great day, Sammy. Well, I want to thank you, Sammy, for reaching out and letting me know that you are enough. Bless you in that way. Truly, that is and has been my prayer for that book and anything that I might share, whether it's through the podcast here or through some piece of writing, some work of writing, um, and especially in that book, I was hoping to reach the hearts of women, praying to reach the hearts of women who needed to hear God's message of his unique and personal love for each of us. So I'm grateful that you share that that happened for you inside of that book. I'm honored to be a part of that process for you and drawing you closer to the Lord. And I'm, I'm just honored to have been used by him in that way. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Sammy. For anyone who is interested in learning more about You Are Enough, I, there are always links in the show notes to You Are Enough, which as I mentioned earlier, is my book with Ascension, where I explore stories of women in the Old Testament and see the ways in which their stories relate to our stories today. Because women 
haven't changed. <laughs> we still struggle with the same things. We still face the same challenges. We still struggle to know that God loves us. We struggle to um, care for our families. We struggle to know our worth in God's eyes. We struggle to answer his call to holiness and the unique ways that he calls each of us. So inside of that book, I kind of explore those themes using stories from women in the Old Testament, which some of which are familiar, some of which are less familiar. Um, so the book really is kind of a great way to begin to explore the Old Testament if you're not that familiar with it, if you're not that comfortable with it, as I wasn't before I began research for this book. And I am honored that this book, you know, today, it's something like a year and three months since it released. And um, just over the past couple of days, uh, Ascension brought to my attention that the book was number two, still number two in Catholic books on Amazon on their bestseller list for Catholic books. Amazing. Amazing. And that's because of you. That's because of the support that you have given to this book. So anyone who's not familiar with it, I really do encourage you to check it out. And I hope it will bless your life as it did Sammy's. And for those of you who have read the book and perhaps are looking for a way to bring its themes into your life in a more real way, or share its themes with women in your parish, in your women's group, in your community, you might consider having me come to your parish to give my You Are Enough retreat, which is based on the themes in that book. So I offer retreats based on the themes in You Are Enough and my previous book focused on women in the New Testament, You're Worth It. You can find information about that at daniellebean.com slash retreats. Another thing I need to mention while we're talking about You Are Enough is that there is in fact a companion journal that I will be glad to send you if you will email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. I will send you a PDF of that that you can print up and you can share um, with people in your women's group if you want to be using the book to perhaps do a Lenten study, that kind of thing. Um, having a companion journal with discussion questions for the themes of each chapter is really a helpful way to kind of introduce conversation among women. So if you have a women's group and you're thinking about doing the book, if you're perhaps preparing for a retreat, or if you're just thinking about getting together with friends or want to reflect on the themes on your own, I would be glad to send you a PDF of that companion journal. Just email me, danielle at daniellebean.com, and I'll be glad to send it to you. And that's all the time we have for today, but I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for all the ways that you are a part of the Girlfriends Podcast. The most important way is just by showing up. You are an important member of the Girlfriends community because you are listening. That's so encouraging to me. I'm so encouraged to know that you show up here to connect about the things that are truly important to us as Catholic women. That's really meaningful and encouraging to me. I hope even if you don't implement any of our creative ideas for celebrating Valentine's Day that I've shared here today on the podcast, I hope you will enjoy your Valentine's Day. I hope that on this Valentine's Day, you will feel appreciated, seen, known, and loved because you are. You are God's precious daughter. He loves you with a unique and personal love. And I pray that you will know that this Valentine's Day, regardless of anything else that's going on in your life and in your personal relationships. So please know that. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 